Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, now, uh, the, last week, a part of Manhattan was renamed Jimmy Neary Way after the man who established and ran Neary's restaurant on 57th Street since the 1960s. It was and still is a New York institution not bad for a fella from Tubber Curry. Una Neary is his daughter. Afternoon, Una. Good afternoon. Nice to speak to you, Sean. Uh, so could you start by telling us how your father, Jimmy, he, he uh, a native of Tubacurry, how he managed to get to the United States in the first place? That story seems to start with a card game. <laughs> that is that is absolutely right. And it was something I never had heard that my father played poker. So as you mentioned, he was from Tubacurry County, Sligo. And he, with a lot of the local men in the town, used to play poker on on a Sunday night. And it wasn't a lot of money back then, but they would you know, all get together and, and play poker. And this one particular evening, everyone kind of put all their money on the table. And Dad got was very fortunate and took everything. He swiped all it, all the money, and and, and won all the the winnings. And my father decided he was going to do something wise with the money. So he purchased two lamb every um, second Wednesday in the town fair in Tubacurry in August. There was a fair day and dad decided to buy two lamb with his winnings. And he borrowed one of his neighbor's rams and he let the ram do what the ram does with the lambs. And, and the next year, the two lambs each had two lambs and within a period of three or four years data had a total of 14 lamb he went back down to the fair day and he sold all his lamb and he made over the equivalent of over 190 dollars mm-hmm. and he had come home that day to give his winnings to his mother his father had passed away when he was very young so he wanted to give the money to his mom to kind of help support the family and there was a lady there named annie gallagher she was Irish born, but she was living in America and she had moved to America before my dad had ever met her. And his mom introduces her to introduces dad to Annie Gallagher. Long story short, Annie says to him, would you like to come to America? I'll sponsor you. And my father said, I'd love to go to America. And he used uh, a good portion of the winnings from the uh, the you know, purchasing, winning the pool game, purchasing the lambs, selling them to pay for his boat ride on the USS Olympia. And he arrived in New York on 11-11, which is Veterans Day in the U.S. in 1954. Wow. And, and, and very much a reflection of the time on the USS Olympia. How many people did he know? Dad said he, he's told me he knew close to 100 people on that ship. Because at that time, as you were mentioning, tons of people were coming over uh, to America. So he had two brothers here already, but on the ship itself, he probably knew close to 100 people. That's extraordinary, really. Uh, And so when he arrived in the States, as I understand, had various jobs, uh, served in the military for a while. Uh, How did he uh, eventually get into the kind of pub restaurant business? Sure, he did. He served uh, 11 months in the army, but it was during peacetime, fortunately. So he, when he was a young boy in Tubacurry, he used to go into town with his mom when she would go do the grocery shopping. And back in the day, the grocery shop was up front and there was oftentimes a lounge in the back. And he would always go to the back and watch what was going on. And he was fascinated with the bartenders behind the bar and the conversations that were going. He just, he was in awe of it, knew he loved that. 
So when he came to America, he first started out as a towel boy at the New York Athletic Club, uh, which is a very prestigious club here in New York City. And he did that uh, when he first arrived. Then he was drafted into the Army. He went back to that job as a towel boy when he was done with his stint in the Army. And one of the members at the athletic club was a gentleman named P.J. Moriarty who was a very well-known Irish restaurateur. He had two very upscale Irish places. And he said to the manager of the pool, I want Jimmy to come and work for me. And so dad worked, continued to work at the pool in the morning and then worked for PJ at nighttime at, at PJ Moriarty's. And that's where dad really learned the restaurant business from the inside. PJ taught him the ropes. Mm. So he was a bartender, he did ordering, he did whatever was needed and he just knew he just knew his instincts were, I want my own place one day, yeah. which is what he eventually did open on St. Patrick's Day in 1967. And the location for near East, uh, East 57th Street at the time, was that would that have been regarded as a pretty upscale address? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's right near what is called Sutton Place in New York City. And Sutton Place is a very kind of exclusive, uh, high-end residential area. But my father knew the city like the back of his hand. And when he was looking for a location, when he decided, and he opened with his partner, Brian Mulligan, when he decided, and and Brian uh, decided they wanted to open, dad was very careful in where he was looking for a location. And when he saw this spot, he's like, I found the perfect spot. Mm. Today, as I understand it, you'll go in and there's red banquettes and and it's very much a flavour of old New York almost. Why did Neary's last and perhaps other similar places didn't? Yes, it is very much old New York. There's no place like it. I think I think one of the one of the few remaining places, if if any others. You know what? He loved the feel of New York, and he never wanted that to change. And he always wanted. He didn't want it to be more pubby. He wanted it to be more fine dining. So he wanted it to have a little bit more sophistication and 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 formal dress code. You can't wear shorts and t-shirts and no baseball caps. It's like business casual attire. Um, and that's the way, and dad was always in a suit seven days a week. Never, never, never saw dad in anything but a formal suit. Um, the reason it survived, one, was my father. Everybody came in to see my father. He had just this tremendous warmth, whether you were a longtime customer that came in you know, a couple times a month or you were a first-time person in the door. He welcomed you with this gorgeous smile and his brogue and his warm charm. And people just kind of were drawn to him. So that was the main reason. The second reason was my father was very blessed that in 1986, he was able to buy the building. Mm. If he did not own the building, he is told many a story, he would be out due to rent. The rents just were astronomical. And he knew he, if he continued in a renting capacity, we would be long gone. So in 1986, his landlord, Mr. Senville, gave my father, he said, this is the call you've been waiting for and offered him to buy the building for $1,375,000. And he said, you have two weeks to come back with an answer. Yeah. And and dad called, interestingly, it's a small world, dad called a gentleman named Bill Burke, who was president of the Bank of Ireland in New York. Huh. And he was also a tub of curry man. 
He was from Tubacurry. Dad was best friends with his brother, Nace Burke. And he called Bill and he said, Bill, it's Jimmy Neary. I need to borrow $1,375,000. And Bill obviously laughed and he said, Jimmy, is it to buy the building on 57th Street? And dad said, it is. And Bill said, you've got the loan. Yeah. And then my dad called my mom to tell her <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> yeah. um, but I imagine it's worth considerably more than that now. Uh, that was a very shrewd decision. It, it was. It, it is worth more than that now, but it was definitely a life-changing decision for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Your it, was da- the only, it was the only right thing to do. Uh, your dad worked hard, though. I mean, when you, when you were kids, how often would you see him, really? We wouldn't really see him very often. When his partner was alive, we saw dad, he was off on Sundays and Wednesdays and Sundays when, when Brian Mulligan was alive. Brian Mulligan passed away in 1985. From that point on, dad worked seven days a week, literally seven days a week. Um, and we were open for lunch pre-COVID, lunch and dinner. So he would go in at 11 a.m. He wouldn't come home till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, depending on, on the business. So we literally never saw him unless we went into the restaurant. Um, But that's actually what got me starting in the restaurant. When I was 12, I said to my parents, I want to work in the restaurant. I want to do something at the restaurant so I can be near dad. And because I literally just didn't have a chance to see him that much. So I started in the coat room at age 12 and I was able to, excuse me, I was able to work alongside and watch him for the better part of 42 years part time. And it was just the greatest years watching my father in action, seeing the best of, of New York and the embracing of people and welcoming people was a life lesson for me. Um, and, and just watching dad was, was a blessing. And the restaurant is still open, I may add. Like, are you running it today, Una, or how's that being arranged? It, yes. So I run it now. So we after COVID, when we reopened after being closed 14 months, Dad and I agreed we were only going to open for dinner. Um, so we only do from four, we serve dinner from four to 10, seven days a week. The only day we're Chris, uh, closed is Christmas. And now I'm running the restaurant. Mm. Did Now, y- your dad died uh, sadly last year. Um, th- at that stage, did he know that this naming ceremony was going to happen? No, no, he had no idea. Now, the humor of my dad, I could see him up in heaven folding his arms. He's like, well, of course they were going to name it Jimmy Neary Way. What else would they have named the street? It's Jimmy Neary Way. Because he owned that street. Everybody, everybody on that street knew my father, whether they were customers or just residents that lived in the neighborhood. And without exception, dad would be, the joke was he was the mayor of 57th Street. He'd be waving, going down the street, Mr. Neary, Mr. Neary, Jimmy, Jimmy. You know, everybody knew him. Yeah. But the naming only happens when someone passes away. Ah, right. It doesn't happen when they're alive. So he had no idea, but he's in heaven nodding, saying, of course they should. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Uh, Una Neary yeah. of Neary's Restaurant on Jimmy Neary Way. Thanks a million for talking to us today. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a great day. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.